1: and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Live on TojiNet. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me, my co-host, psychic investigator for the New England Ghost Project, the Queen of Pain...
2: Hey, how you doing? And I don't know if I like how you drag that out, like you know, yeah. Well, at
1: least <laughs> I, I can call you psychic investigator now. Remember, there was that big stretch you went through where you wanted to be medium for the New England Ghost Project. I
2: am. Well, where did the name come from, psychic investigator? I gave it to you. Well, hello.
1: Yeah. So what's the you point? You didn't
2: give it to me. You said to me, you what? gave me a choice. I'm like, yeah, whatever. This was years ago. Well, that's what happens when
1: you say what, whatever. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I am trying to get into the here. It's not working, but anyways, but so, anyways, welcome back from California.
2: Thank you. It's good to be back, although the snow coming right back was, like, pleasant for everybody, I'm sure, here.
1: We had snow? Yeah,
2: we had snow the other day. Oh, I did not recognize it. Yeah. Could so, you see it so much?
1: So much here you don't know. I know. Anyways, um, we uh, kicked off. Uh, you're going to love this. We kicked off, because uh, we are now... Going to be carried by Pararex as well as TojiNet, which is kind of cool. Very cool. So we kick it off on Tuesday, right? Mm hmm. So the show goes on the air, it opens up, and there I am. No, Richard, Felix. (gasps) Are you kidding me? No (laughs) guess. No way. So I'm like, oh my God. So, what happened? Well I, mean, I so I grab my course my standby which is you know Nori no, no the uh <laughs> Sun uh, weekly news report oh and uh, my you know God. gave a terrific little article on that. Meanwhile in the back my while I'm dialing away trying to get my guest on the phone, trying to get Richard on the phone, don't know what's going on. So anyways, no answer from Nori. So finally I call up Elizabeth <laughs> <laughs> Oh, desperate yeah. times you a desperate oh, message. that's <laughs> nice, Elizabeth.
2: We love you, don't even let him convince you that you're only a desperate so guest. <laughs> she
1: she popped on the ear, but, oh.
2: but you know what? what you know what happened what what happened?
1: little thing called daylight savings time. We have it, they don't <laughs> oh no, oh yeah, so they were you know uh timing was a little off, yeah, yeah um, yes. I'm not sure if our guest is here or not, but anyways, uh, so that was it. So there's our big debut. Lucky it was just a short spot for Pararex. It was just, you know, test out the uh, system and all that stuff. And uh, it was interesting, let me tell you that. Eventually, Richard Fioris came on, and then also we had our uh, guest, who you would love. It was the 16-year-old psychic. Really? Yeah.
2: Male, female?
1: Does it matter?
2: I'm just curious.
1: Wait, wait a minute. Male, female?
2: Male or female. I'm just
1: curious. Why? Why? Why
2: Why not? I'm just curious.
1: It happened to be a male, but...
2: Okay. I'm just curious. That's all.
1: Uh, If I
2: said you had a guest that came on the air and you just said so-and-so from whatever, would it be a male or female? I'm always going to ask. I'm going to find out who. Well, if you know,
1: it's... um, mm, Let's put it this way. Um... Sexuality is really not important to psychics. Really? Who right. said
2: that? I did. Didn't you just hear me? That's totally incorrect. No? I would say that that's incorrect, yes. Really? Yes.
1: Yeah. Oh, on the internet. Hey, finally. Really? Well, I figure, you know, because the past life regression thing, you were male, you were a female, you were male, female, male, Female, female, First male, of male.
2: all, there are many levels of different abilities and psychic abilities and mediumship abilities, and you know. Yeah. And I think a lot of it plays not only in how you are, but your experience in life and growing up. So a woman is going to have different experiences than a man's going to have. So that could potentially make a difference in it,
1: what, it's what, good what, or bad. What, what, I don't understand that. What do you mean they're going to have different experiences? Anybody
2: is growing up. You can get as many. You can get. Many flavors of different types of What's anybody. What with the price of tea in China? What does it have to do with saying that psychic is the same for everybody? It's not. It's different for everybody. And I'm just curious if it's male or female. That's all.
1: It Don't make was, a big deal out was of it. a young gentleman by the name of Ross, and uh, he's 16 years old, and he's an up-and-coming uh, psychic in the U.K., and uh, yeah, cool. he was a fascinating little guy. Very good. I mean, you know what? You've got to love this anyways. I, I know we have our uh, guest on the line and we'll bring her on in a second, but um, it's amazing they don't believe in evil in the U.K. Really? Right. It's, how is that? Well, they believe that evil is a religious thing that was made up, so therefore there is no evil.
2: Well, even, even
1: even a serial killer is not evil.
2: Ooh, I was going to say, how about all like the murders and the wars and the killing? That that's,
1: war That's just a disease, that's not...
2: Uh, a disease?
1: Yeah, so there's no
2: evil. Wow. Can't wait till Richard visits. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> we
1: have a great show today. Uh, we have probably the foremost expert on Halloween.
2: That Yes, and I can't wait to speak with her.
1: Yeah, here we are next to St. Patrick's Day and close to Texas. We're talking oh, Halloween. Halloween. Well, but, you know Halloween's what? A,
2: why not? Why not is right. But, why does it only have to be two days or one day a year? Right. You know, it's uh, Halloween is very,
1: uh, it's, a, it's a big part of the paranormal. So anyways, let's bring on our guest. Um, she is an author, and she is Leslie Bannentine.
3: Hey, Ron. Hey, Maureen. Hey, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How are you guys doing?
1: Very good. So is it safe to call you an expert on Halloween or not?
3: I think that's safe. I've been looking at it for about 20 20- Three years now.
1: Oh, my God. You only look that old.
3: <laughs> He's hitting Think on you,
1: Leslie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's that? He's hitting on you, Leslie. <laughs> He's flirting with you.
1: No, no, no. Oh,
2: yes, he, he is. He's married. Yeah, that doesn't matter. He's a
1: flirt. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> anyway. My, life, my wife listens to this show. I want you to know that. That's
2: why I always call her St. Janet.
1: Yeah. And she well, knows that. <laughs> she knows it, too, and I know it. But anyways... <laughs> Leslie has been writing about the paranormal for, well, experiencing the paranormal for, like, 25 years. She's written several books on Halloween. Uh, why don't you give us the titles of a couple?
3: All right. Uh, the first one I did was uh, Halloween, and American holiday in American history. That just kind of looked at the story of Halloween once it started here in the States. And um, the second one was a how-to, which is uh, just that, costumes, parties, decorations. Woo-hoo! There Where you don't go? What to do, do? You said you've <laughs>
0: investigated this place before, right, Jimmy? No, we have not investigated. Ron? Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry.
3: I just, I just got another radio station coming through. <laughs> <laughs> We're just wondering about that. We're like, wow. Wow. Um, and then I did uh, an anthology of Halloween literature over the last 400 years, and then I wrote a children's book just for fun. Now, very cool. Now, what is this fascination that you have? I mean, I'm sure many other people talk with the Halloween, but well, oh, she was
1: born on Halloween under a cabbage patch.
3: Yeah, under a cabbage patch with a bat, a bat for a mother and a cat for dad. No, I uh, just um, okay. I, I got interested in this a long time ago, just on a fluke. I was having a Halloween party and I wanted to try something different, and I was looking for history, and I just could not find the whole story of Halloween in America in one place. So I. I was a writer at the time, so I thought, well, this would make a great book. And and it took me about three or four years to put that one together. And then, like anything else, once you go down the rabbit hole, (laughs) you know, you're down the rabbit hole. The more you know about something, the more interesting it gets. And then the more people you get to know that are also interested in it. And it just kind of grows and grows and grows. And then, you know, years go by, and here I am.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. So you picked up this fashion. I mean, I mean, I remember one of the things that I saw on your website, which is, what is their website there, young lady? You're looking
2: at it. www.people.fas.harvard.edu, right? That's Harvard. right. Yeah, you,
3: know, you don't have to put the people in. www.fas, as in Frank and Susan, .harvard.edu, backslash
1: Ah, very good. Harvard? Are we in Harvard. Harvard.
3: Yes, I do not teach there. I am on staff there. Ooh. That's <laughs> habit.
1: That's uh-huh. habit. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting made fun of it, yeah. So what, what do you, besides writing, what else do you do? I mean, for uh, you have another job, evidently.
3: I do, but it's also a writing job. Um, I do uh, writing and editing for the music department at Harvard, which is a really wonderful place to work there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah.
1: Now, let me ask you this. I mean, you're going to realize that, you know, I, I do go all over the place. Uh, my mind wanders. I think I have ADS or...
2: ADS?
1: ADD. <laughs> <or laughs> <or> whatever. <laughs> whatever. I don't know what it is. That's how bad it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if you had any- that's because
2: your birthday tomorrow.
3: Hey! <laughs> 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 hmm. Would this be a big year, Ron? Would this be like a major decade? Six-zero. Mm. Wait
2: a minute,
3: wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> 60.
1: Is it really? Yeah. What do you mean, is it really? I don't know. Time <laughs> is relative, just like the, the space-time community. Continuum. Yeah, whatever, you know. But anyways, we're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about our lovely guest, Leslie, who I actually met, by the way.
2: Yes, that's true. And you still called in. That's amazing, Leslie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: So bravo! <laughs> you know, what, I somewhere along the line I started off with a question. I have no idea how we ended up here, but uh, there was something on your site where I saw about it's the largest according to Guinea's record yada yada. Oh, oh, yeah, records, yes. The largest um, Halloween. Yeah, the, the largest.
3: Like, technically, the largest Halloween gathering. But what we set out to do was um, collect the largest gathering of Halloween riches witches reciting poetry, which we actually did. We, they were all witches, and, I mean, dressed as Halloween witches. Uh-huh. Um, there may have been w- real witches also, but we were being Halloween witches, and it was the Saturday before Halloween in 2007, and we went out to the middle of Davis Square, Somerville, where right at this moment U2 is playing, by the way, in a huh. tiny little movie theater down about three miles from here. Uh, but we went out into the, the square, and... Um, read this poem I had written for Halloween and sent it into Guinness, and no one else had done it, so we got the record. But what was amazing is that no one else has done a Halloween gathering. So instead of giving us witches, the largest gathering of Halloween witches, they gave us the largest Halloween gathering, which is not hard to break. If anybody out there is interested in doing it, I welcome you to just go right ahead and try. Well, how many were how there? Many were there? I mean,
1: we just might want to do 63. that.
3: Sixty-three. What? There were 63 of us. That's all?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it was never in the record book, right? I have more enemies right. than that. You're almost, that's right. That's was so, oh. your age. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry.
1: I couldn't help that. God we'll that oh. you. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, so that, that's pretty cool. Now, let's go into your first book, which is... Uh, the history
3: one. The right. The history of you Halloween. Know, the, really,
1: the thing is... Halloween is the number two holiday in America, next to my birthday. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) Christmas, that's what it was. I knew it was something. So, I mean, in America, we love our Halloween. Yeah. Why don't we go into it? How did we get so enthralled with Halloween, and where are we going with it?
3: Well, let's see. Um, How did we get so enthralled? Uh, I think... um, It's pretty recent that this boom in Halloween has taken off. Halloween was kind of like, oh, Fourth of July, Memorial Day. You know, back in the early part of the 20th century, people had parades. They dressed up in costumes on all these holidays. I mean, I even remember dressing up in costume on the Fourth of July and walking in a parade. It was just, you did a town-wide celebration on a holiday, and Halloween was one of those. And um, it was... It was when trick-or-treat came into it that it went, you know, coast-to-coast. Coast. People didn't like the idea of trick-or-treat at first. The trick-or-treat was, was uh, set up to kind of stop kids from doing a lot of vandalism. The thinking was, if really? we give them candy, <laughs> yeah. they'll stop breaking our windows or egging or chalking the streets or something, and... This idea was kind of floated out there by a few organizations, and a lot of homeowners just didn't like the idea. They thought it was um, like being stuck up, you know, give me give me a treat, and I won't soap your windows. They didn't like it, and so there was a little bit of uh, trouble at first, and it wasn't until UNICEF got into it and made a nationwide coast-to-coast PR campaign that it almost became un-American not to turn on, to your porch light and give candy to kids. And the whole country more or less got on board. I mean, you can watch it happening in the newspapers over the decades where, you know, at first nobody likes it, and then all of a sudden John F. Kennedy is, is the head of UNICEF, trick-or-treat for UNICEF one year. And then it becomes more and more popular, and everybody just gets on board. And then the whole country full of kids were doing it by the 50s, and then – starting in the late 60s and probably because of what happened in the 60s, all of a sudden you see little pockets of adults starting to celebrate Halloween, mostly in the gay community down in Peat Town, down in Key West, out in San Francisco, um, Greenwich Village, little parades of costumed adults started to happen. And over the next 10 years after that, say into the 70s and 80s, all of a sudden, all sorts of adults came out and said, yeah, you know, we enjoy this holiday, too. Let's, let's all do it. And it's just grown exponentially since then, along with, I'm sure, as you know, the haunted house industry and all of the mass marketing that goes with Halloween, all the decorations that have exploded over the last 10 years. I mean, the whole thing is just seeped um, well, into all in the, the areas. <laughs> I mean, I was
2: even thinking, I mean, how many stores do we even have that are just nothing but costumes?
0: And Halloween, just Halloween and stuff. And Halloween, yeah.
3: yeah, Halloween, yeah. I think you know people love to dress up. I'm surprised we still only have one real dress up holiday left because people love it. And maybe you could you, change that,
2: Leslie. You know,
1: <laughs> it, you know what's you know what's interesting. It, it, it is a big holiday for the kids, but now it's almost. I think it's big for the adults as well. It
3: is definitely as big for the adults. And in fact, what what you just said, Maureen, to that point, there there's a bunch of groups. I can think of one in Seattle called Gorilla Masquerade Party. Not the monkey, but the G-U-E-R Gorilla. And what they do is they dress up in Halloweenish kind of costumes and just take over a bar on a random day of the year because Halloween doesn't happen often enough. That's your motto. Have,
1: yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, take off your mask, please. You? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? That sounds like fun, though. I mean, that sounds like, you know, you go out to a bar and you just you know, people don't know who you are. You can put masks on and just have a good time.
1: Yep. yep. And you also look. You look at Hollywood and the, uh, you know the, um, the horror movies, right? Right. Yeah. You got one, Screams, What have they got masks on? Right. Chainsaw. Yep. Uh, who's that guy with the, the, the hockey master. mask? Jason. Jason. You know, a lot of them are into that. They have the masks and they just came out one with guy with people with had the hat- sacks over their head. There. Uh, this, I mean. It's really taking off to that thing. And you know what? It's also a time of the year where you can be a little naughty. I mean, if you look at the adult co- co- costumes, yeah. they they are naughty. A lot of them are extremely yeah. naughty. Which ones are you looking at? I like, like <laughs> <that one. laughs> But it's serious. I mean, you can go out and, and be and do whatever you want, and it's a time of year. It's okay to do it.
3: Exactly, and you I know, think a
1: guy can dress up as a woman, and there's nobody saying, "Whoa, you know, worrying about anything with it." And the, the same vice versa, or you can dress up as whatever you want. I mean, it, it, you can be naughty. That's what's now, kind of a neat thing,
2: Leslie. Let me yeah. ask you this: You wrote a book on the history of Halloween. Yep. Yeah. I'm asking Leslie. Oh. Yep. He says. I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you also wrote a book was it like a children's book or just basically about costumes, right? No, it's all that, about-
3: Yeah, that was also for adults. That's for about... Adults. Um, what is the parties. strangest
2: costume in your, you know, perception? Or what have you seen that you thought was, like, either the most unique or...
3: Maybe- oh, oh, I will tell you the most unique costume that I've heard of that's kind of just an idea, but it's a five-minute last last-minute walking-out-the-door costume that somebody yeah. told me was they took a, a small mirror, say, you know, a five-inch-by-five-inch five mirror, Strung it around their neck, and when is everyone else at the party? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, it's I think definitely that's an exception. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I've seen some amazing things. I mean, there was um, there was a, a party that I saw pictures of. I did not go to this one, where everybody was dressed up in some sort of light. Like lampshades lit all around and wow. inside, and um, their entire headdresses of lights, bo- uh, body suits made of lights. That was fairly amazing. Um, there was a guy in the Greenwich Village parade this year dressed as the Coney Island Cyclone, and he was he was wonderful. <laughs> dressed as the Coney Island Cyclone. Cyclone. It's a roller coaster. I An old dr- roller, roller, coaster. roller coaster. The Cyclone. Uh, well, his his face was at the top of the ramp. If you picture the car coming up over before it goes on that first deep drop. Oh. He was up there, and then there was a car, and then all the down the front of his body was the, the tracks going straight down, and then he had, you know, the sign for the cyclone, and it was all done up like it really looks. It was magnificent. And so was the lady who was dressed like a photo booth. She was just wearing a big box, but she had replicated her face like four times like on a photo strip when you go have your picture taken for a quarter or a dollar. And so her face was one of them, and then there were other faces on the strip coming out of the box. It was just, there's a guy dressed as a G3. You know, the computers, their tower, the tower ones, not the flat ones. He looked fantastic anyway.
2: That is really, you know, and I think that's what it's become, too. It's not so much, hey, how much money can you spend, but how creative can you be?
3: Yeah, or how precise, you know, if you right. take something that's happening right now. I mean, you know, I saw a million Sarah Palin's last fall, but that, that's legitimate. Sure, it's happening right now, and you can comment mm-hmm. on it. When I went to the Village Parade maybe 15 years ago, I saw a group of guys who are all dressed like Imelda Marcos shoes. And <laughs> <it's pretty laughs> hey, that's my wife. <laughs> so, you know, that's another thing that's really fun about it, is that you can comment on what's happening right now.
1: Wow. So let me ask you, what do you dress up when you go out?
3: Oh, so, I have a whole closet of witch wear. It's all black,
1: you know. Uh,
3: hats, shoes, everything. I, <laughs> I can put together a witch in five minutes.
1: Yeah, but, you know, witchies are sexy. <laughs>
3: no, they, yeah, they they can be, and uh, they can be yeah. all sorts of
2: things. You know, don't even make a comment, no, Ryan. No, but I,
1: no. I actually, you know, I had Fiona Broom, who's who is a witch, and Gavin Cromwell, who was witch, and, we, and when he was my co-host on International. And we brought this out. When, we, when you go into MySpace, right, and you mm-hmm. go check out the witches that are on there, every single witch is on there, they, even if they don't have their own picture, they have a cartoon character of, of the sexiest babe you've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. I mean, that's what they really patrol. Now, is that because... Uh, everybody thinks of the evil witch, you know, from uh, Dorothy and uh, the thing. Uh, or, and they're trying to overcompensate. I don't know, but if you if you go, I they, all, they think... all picture themselves sexy as. Who sex. pictures
3: themselves? Which yeah. I, well, I know exactly well, what you mean, yeah. Ron. I I know exactly what you mean, and I think um, it may be because of exactly what you said is that it's they're so sick of being, which is being thought of as green skinned and warty, that they went. You know the pendulum swung a little bit too far in the other direction, and everybody's got <laughs> yes, to show man. cleavage because they're not a witch. <laughs> you know
1: that um, could, that can amuse me all day just watching at their profiles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: or or it could be it it could be a little bit about um, taking back the power of your body. I've heard people talk about that. You know, I've actually heard lots of different people talk about that sort of thing, including burlesque dancers, but uh-huh. or, or belly dancers. You know, really? there's something about if if it's the way you treat your own self and your own image and your own body, and if you own it and it's strong and you're proud of it, um, then that's a, a powerful thing. So I think a little bit of the, the witch pictures might be about that also. I don't know. It's probably well, different for each one.
1: You know what? That That is a huge point. I mean, a great point. It's always been my pet peeve, you know, Um we are so politically correct now; it drives me up the wall. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, yeah. And if you like, for instance, I'm Polish, right? Would never have guessed. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I call myself a Polak. You know. So I am really taking that, like you talked about. I, I am taking that word and making it mine. It's it's I am Polak. You know. It's mm-hmm. so I'm proud of being a Polak. So I mean, if people were didn't get so in so offended by uh the words we use on them. You know, I mm-hmm. have I have you know I have friends of the Puerto Ricans and boy I I, I can't even repeat it on the on the T V on the uh, what are we on? TV or uh, radio. Radio radio. I can't, <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> I can't even repeat what what we call each other. We do that lightheartedly and we do that because we're proud of our heritage and it's mm-hmm. okay.
2: Yeah. That's your way to get out of, you know, what, What people hearing and calling you prejudice or something?
1: Oh, I don't, hey, you know me, <laughs> I, I call it like I see it. I mean, uh, I don't even want to, you know. Anyway, let's not
2: digress. <laughs> I'll
1: be um, in trouble again. <laughs>
2: Leslie, so yes. let me ask you this. Have you ever gone to um, Salem at Halloween time?
0: Oh, I God. have.
2: Ooh. Why? I, I have. I'm curious. Cause I, you know, from Massachusetts. Why so what, you I like haven't. A- what? <laughs> I haven't gone at Halloween. Didn't you yeah. go to the witch's ball with me? Isn't it my picture on Facebook with you? The witch's, I'm, I'm talking about Will like Halloween day. you make me buy a costume like two minutes <gasps> before the Make you ball? buy me a costume? No. No, <laughs> never. Never. I pulled over and bought one, yet. We'll see. Yeah. But no, no, I mean like the witch's ball. Have you ever gone to that? I went to the
3: witch's ball just this past fall. It was great. It was great. It was more than great. It was a really, really fun night. Were you there that night? No, we were there the year before. Yeah, the year the before, before, yeah. You would never know because of all the masks and everything. You, you're hardly sure who's there and who's not there. But yeah, it was fantastic. Time. Yeah, it was. It was really great. And I, I'm looking forward to going back next year and checking out the Festival of the Dumb Supper that oh, yes. the Festival of the Dead throws. Oh,
1: that we talked about, right?
3: Did you? Uh, you mean on the radio?
1: or you and I? I don't know. We should...
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, for those who don't know, uh, Leslie and I have gone to lunch together, and we have discussed... We've talked on the phone a couple times as well, right? Yes. yes. So this is where this is coming from. So if we hear us talking, there's nothing between Leslie and I other than... She's writing. Dal
2: thinks you protest too much. Yeah? <laughs> Watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, sitting on you. Anyway, <laughs> um, no, I think that's pretty cool. So I wish we would have gone to this last one, though we could have met then to the yeah. Uh, Halloween. What yeah,
3: well, what I think the whole oh. town has such a great um, feel to it that whole Halloween season. I don't think it it matters if you're there on exactly on Halloween night or just any time in late October. It's just so. You know, where else is there a town that's, you know, taken over by Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, it's just so festive and being able to go there and actually, and it's funny because I'll tell people at my work, you know, they'll, they'll be visiting during Halloween time, and I'll say, you know, you really have to go to Salem. But it's, it's a place Then you know, it's funny because they'll be dressing that way, everybody, the you know, witches or mm-hmm. um, they're going to dress the way they want anyway. It just happens to be that people think it's just a costume. Um, yeah. And much Anyways,
1: good. guys, we have to take a break right now. So, uh, Leslie, can you hold on? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, you'll listen to Ghost Chronicles Live
4: on 2 net And we'll be right back after the following... They Let's flourish go. on a secluded farm 3,500 feet above sea level in Hinoteca, Nicaragua. These coffee beans grow in the shade of hardwood trees and banana plants, thriving in the rich, organic soil. Shade-grown coffee grown at higher elevation has a better quality. There are two benefits a slower growing cycle for the plants that allows time for the sugars in the bean to mature, and the natural composting from the nitrogen-producing canopy. And now you can order this international gourmet coffee online at nicaraguasbestcoffee.com. Order 12-ounce and 16-ounce bags or save with a discounted price by ordering in large quantities. Three different coffee beans available, Arabica, Marigogaipay, and Green Oro. Prepare to enjoy the richness and the soothing flavor of some of the best tasting coffee in the world order online at nicaraguasbestcoffee.com and enjoy central american flavor aroma and richness of nicaragua's best coffee
0: hi this is elizabeth
3: foley of divine healing and join me for the phoenix hour tips and tools for personal and spiritual transformation on Tojinet.
0: Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist, and Joan Johane licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind. Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on TogiNet Radio.
2: Hello, we're back. Hello, we're back.
3: What the <laughs> hell is that? Hello, we're back. i am
2: spe- speaking to everyone in the chat room, too, because it's kind of funny. We have this little thing going back and forth. They're like, well, Vaughn's not in the chat, but, no, he's sitting right here. So
1: I'm but sorry. You know I what? know. I know what. We missed the news. That's what I was doing. Uh-huh.
2: We were waiting for the news to come back. and It, it didn't come, didn't but that's come okay. On.
1: So if our, uh, our administrator wants to play it now, he uh, <laughs> can. <laughs> if you would let us know to us god uh, oh, let's skip the news yes no we have to it's only it's only weekly it's time sensitive so administrator would you please play the news for us
2: <laughs> the vault is open you're listening to the haunted headlines Your source for the stories making waves in the paranormal
0: news. Sponsored by GhostVillage.com at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. Good evening, I'm Chris Balzano and you're listening to the Haunted Headlines, Ghost Village's weekly trek through the paranormal newswire to bring you the biggest stories affecting the ghostly community. Ghost Village launched its Ghost Village for Kids site a few months ago, but a teacher in Park Hills, Missouri made news this week for her use of the paranormal to teach a lesson. In the Daily Journal from that town, it was reported Patty Pingel's third grade class at Central West Elementary has been using the newspaper all year to learn more about language and modifiers, and when a recent article appeared about the ghost hunters, she allowed her students to take advantage of their natural interests. They used the article, entitled Ghost Hunters Return for Another Eerie Night, as a way to identify adverbs and work on summaries. The students not only learned their lessons well, but also got a glimpse of the paranormal world. Ms. Miguel's students might have another chance to work with the gentleman from TAPS because they also made the news this week. According to Domain Name Wire, TAPS has no legal right to the web address www.taps.com, which is currently run as a job website. While they do own the rights to the name, they have trademarked it for such goods as clothing, they may have lost the fight to get the coveted URL. The court ruled the investigators may have registered the name in the late 90s, before the current owner, but the name was only valuable after the show Ghost Hunters debuted in 2004. By then, the web address was taken by someone else and registered in good faith. The team will now have to continue their current long address, but it has already been proven people find them just fine. And lastly, New Orleans has long been known as one of the great ghost cities of the United States, but now it has become an epicenter of sorts. It is now home to Paraplex, an attraction that is part Paranormal Amusement Park and part Ghostly Research Center. According to their website at www.paraplex.net, quote, the high-tech paranormal complex includes paranormal art galleries, hands-on interactive psychic testing exhibits, and a simulated seance room. A ghost experience simulator and its own on-site theater for workshops, documentaries, and feature film screenings. The attraction offers tickets for people of all ages, although under six are free. Where any paranormal experience might be tainted by Paraplex's need to have guests experience something, the fact that it still exists is proof the paranormal media joyride may not be dead quite yet. That's all the news we have for this week. If you'd like to find out more about these stories and others, you can visit our site at www.ghostvillage.com backslash news. I'm Chris Balzano and that's what's haunting me.
2: Back. Yes, we this are we back. really are back.
1: <laughs> Don't talk over me. <laughs> you are listening to the Ghost Chronicles live with Ron Kolak and Maureen Wood and our very very special guest is lovely Bamen Ben Time. Ben- 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 Excellent. <laughs> right. <laughs> Before I have one quick announcement, I uh the Seminar I was doing on Friday will not be happening. Uh, so those who have tickets, uh, you will get a refund on it. Um, I had some, a little bit of surgery, and I will not be doing it on a Friday. Uh, we are postponing it. Okay. So, anyways, back to Leslie, who happens to be, I believe, America's foremost authority on Halloween. Yeah,
2: she's in the Guinness Book of World Records.
1: There you go with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's true. All right, so we were talking about lots of things, but uh, anything you want to add? Let's start with that, because sometimes I forget what the guests want.
3: Well, um, no, I mean, I was thinking about paranormal and Halloween because, I mean, there's not an exceptional amount of activity from the paranormal world on Halloween, that I know about. Nobody I've ever asked has said that activity spikes on that day. It's more that people think about the paranormal on that day. And um, I found it interesting when I started to look into this holiday that that the first thing associated with, with Halloween was witches, not ghosts. Ghosts were more connected to Christmas than Halloween until fairly recently. and And I don't know, maybe people are... That's common knowledge, but I found it really interesting, and I hadn't realized it, that stories like A Christmas Carol and The Ghost of Christmas Past and Christmas, those ghosts were more normal at Christmas time because it was closest to the darkest and the shortest day of the year. Mm-hmm. Halloween was just a witch holiday, not a ghost holiday, and it wasn't until they started to try to reform Christmas from a drunken brawl into a <laughs> family-centered, child-centered, decent holiday, which only happened about 100 years ago, that the ghosts kind of moved over to Halloween. It was only then that they did. And uh, also, the Civil War had happened, and there were an awful lot of dead people and an awful lot of strong, and a strong urge to connect with the dead. They kind of kept them present in America, the American mind, and so they migrated over to Halloween, and, and they've been there ever since. You'd never think of a ghost on Christmas now. Well, hardly ever. You
1: might, <laughs> <laughs> but the interesting thing about it is when I first met Maureen, she always told me that the veil was the thinnest between the living and the dead, the realms of the living and the dead. It is. Halloween, so well, when there you're should doing... be a lot of activity then.
2: Well, you know that depends. I would say that it's it's active many times. I don't think it's just Halloween. Um, in fact, when we went out as a group, when I first joined part of the, uh, you know the
1: those projects. What are
2: we? Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, it's been, what, seven years? But I think the first time that I went out with the group, like we a group, we started a four part series that was with WNDS News, and we went out in the, the crescendo, the last investigation that we were to take them on. Ron had chosen to go to a cemetery, and it was on Halloween Eve or Halloween night. Mm-hmm. Um, and no pun intended, but it was dead. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> and we made jokes. We're like, wow, you know, you could pick up little things, but seriously, there was not, you know, many times during the year, you know, Ron had gone different times. You'd gotten pictures and different things that you'd have been able that's, that's to. That's the see. one where Brian the Monk got the
1: picture of the head coming out of the ground. Exactly. That's where I got slimed.
2: Slimed. Yeah. All these things. But yet, that night we go, and there really wasn't a lot happening. It you know, all, It was freezing. Paranormal wise, it was kind of comical because we're saying, "Wow, you know, they must be out all doing Halloween
1: parties or something." <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so wait a minute. What did I con her to do? Oh her, my god! She took her tarot cards and did a reading. On, uh, yeah, whatever. On, <laughs> on top of a gravestone. How, I know. How I'm going to hell that? for that.
2: Wow! But you know what's interesting though? You can see if you look at the picture. You can see between my hand and the stone and the the cards you can see almost like it's like three lines on either side almost like energy you know like three little lines yeah. continuous of energy in that and that but that wasn't that's all. we really did we picked that up so right. maybe it's, you can see maybe cuz they were reaching up for me going you're going to hell yeah i don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ron fell, Ron fell in a hole that night i fell in a hole so we got
1: more physical issues
2: happening yeah. that night
1: whatever but i mean halloween is a great time uh, salem does it up real big time uh, the Festival of Dead is a, year, a month-long celebration. We've been part of it for five years in a row. Right. always sell yeah. uh, out. In fact, talk about selling out. We, our last event, we actually had somebody postpone their wedding to go to it. How bad is that?
3: That's amazing. Yeah. And, and what do you do that night?
1: We do uh, Ghost Hunting 101 Spectral Evidence.
3: Oh, nice.
1: Right. Yeah, which is cool. We go into all the gadgets and stuff, and then we drag them out into the cold night and let them hunt for ghosts, and then we put it all together. It's kind of cool. It's What's kind of nice
2: it? is in that digital age, we're able to come back and try to bring it together. And if we have any, you know, clips, you know, uh, we have great tech guys that will throw yeah. it right up on, ta- on yeah. the uh, computer and put it right over the screen so everybody can see
3: it immediately, you know. And do you go to certain places in Salem that you know might be more active?
1: We do, we do. We used to go to the cemetery until uh, a certain person here threatened to call the police on us, so uh, oh. <laughs> we uh, we changed the venue this year. <laughs> Who
2: threatened to call the police?
1: A certain tour person in Salem.
2: Really? You,
1: mm. you missed that part? I Maybe?
2: think I did. I was probably channeling yeah. or something.
1: <laughs> Screaming at us. Whoa.
2: I missed mm. that piece. So I think you're making it up. Anyway. No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> Story. Anyways, let's talk about Leslie. Huh? Yes, Leslie. So, what right. are there... she has a new book
3: coming out. Well, I was just going to ask her. Of course, you were. <laughs> yeah. Um. In not for a while. In 2010, I'm still writing this one um, on contemporary Halloween celebrations. Uh, meaning, you know, in the last ten or so years. So things that people are doing right now, and it's tentatively called Extreme Halloween, and uh, inside trying to go inside people's lives inside their minds and imaginations of uh, the folks that celebrate Halloween, I don't know, a little more extremely than the rest of us, including Mm. um, Ron and the New England Ghost Project.
2: (laughs) (laughs) A little more extreme, yeah.
1: Extreme Halloween. More
3: extreme. People who, you know, live it 365 days a year, of which there are many. Right. There is an
2: extreme, to use your words, um, amount of people that have now starting, and I think, you know, it's the television shows that are happening and that they're starting their own investigative teams, um, you know, the oh, interest is increasing, that they're doing, you know, more, you know, paranormal, you know, we have the techies, we have people doing psychic work, but, you know, my personal belief is that you know, our culture and our, you know, everybody today, because of what happened after 9-11, mm-hmm. I think many people are searching to find out that, you know, there's something after we die and that it's not yeah. the end. So it's really, you know, even though it, thr- it seems to have come up in waves, you know, through the years, you'd have the interest in the Normal. I mean, even growing up, I mean, the TV shows that we'd watch, you know, yeah. um, that I loved, you know, Bewitched, you know, and yeah. all the different shows, I Jump <laughs> Genie, and there's so many different ones, but yet now it's still going. My mother, the cat. My mo- that I
1: don't remember.
3: <laughs> I, I don't remember that, that. one. <laughs> you too, I do. Wasn't that Jerry Van Dyke?
1: It was bad. That's what I remember. Was it bad? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember that one.
1: Yeah. His <laughs> mother talked through the radio in the car, which is interesting.
3: Yeah. Well, I think you're right, Maureen. I think, uh, well, certainly, TV and movies drives a lot of what people get interested in, and definitely the paranormal is. And it, it's got that—that that reality TV has made us feel like we can all do it ourselves, right? So everybody's going to – all to the good. People should be thinking about things outside the material world. Why not? You know what? And I saw the other
2: day in the news, which I thought was really interesting, um, but it was actually like on a Yahoo page. They talk about the news. They said there was an upsurge in psychics and the fact that people are now going to psychics for more information. Oh, please. No, no. Don't stop I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you that that's basically – and the reason why is because the economic state – People are afraid to take these chances, so they're actually spending the time to see if somebody can give them some advice. Okay. Really.
1: By, <laughs> you need to by, by the, the way, when I, when, huh? I, when I had my surgery, the two, the girl that was with the the nurse or whatever she was, yeah. Okay, she's got your name. She's going to contact you because she wants to. But anyways, before I came <laughs> before I came over okay. here, I was on YouTube yeah. watching how bad a psychic can really be. Well, yeah, so what? They had it's, Sylvia Brown on there, and they had all these terrible things that she said that were wrong. She told these people that their son was dead and everything else, and next thing you know, he's alive. After they had given up hope and everything else. Oh, it just drives me nuts. Yeah, but it's, how much, you how, let me why why playing devil's
2: advocate, yeah. how about is there any ones that you have that are good? Because first off, nobody's 100%. Second off, yes, you have to be really careful with things that you say because there's a big responsibility whenever you're doing readings for someone. But just like you can have anybody who's a good doctor, you can have someone who's a, you know, someone's a fraud. Just because they're doctors, for instance, they could be
3: the bottom of the class, Mm
2: -hmm. you know?
3: Maureen, how much is it the person that you're reading? How much is it a collaboration between the two of you, energy-wise and willingness-wise? That depends, you know. It depends on the person that's coming to, to have the
2: reading done, you know. Some people, and it's it's not a sell. It's like it's good to know that you're actually picking up and you, what you're saying is correct, you know. They might say, oh, yeah, that is happening. they are like, okay, I'm on the right path. So you don't necessarily, you know, pick up necessarily on that, but, you know, when you're talking and you're getting information of someone, for instance, I'm not going to mention names, but um, this one woman that I did have a reading for, um, you know, her husband had passed away. Now, I was seeing her laying in bed holding a green jacket, smelling it, like holding it and hiding it during the daytime because she didn't want anybody to know that she was still doing this. Mm-hmm. But she was actually trying to get his scent, and she, she couldn't let what? him go. Mm-hmm. But the, now the point is, is picking that up, it's just like you're doing a reading, and all of a sudden you see this, and this person happened to kind of visit at the time, and he was trying to say, you got to let me go. You know, you can't, you know, he. Compl- it was kind of funny at first because he said, you know, by the way, thanks for letting the cat on my chair because he had this special chair that he didn't want the cat on. And when <laughs> he passed, she started letting the cat sleep on the chair, and the cat clawed the crap out of it. <laughs> so <laughs> he said to her, you know, by the way, thanks a lot. You know, you you got the chair all gouged up, and the cat scratched it, and she just looked at me, and then that's when it started coming more clearly. So the point is, that kind of stuff doesn't come by reading a person, Mm -hmm. you know, because you're tapping into something else. Now, exactly what else, I can't say. All I know is, like, someone puts the thoughts in your mind or you're feeling it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, if you get someone that is very closed off or doesn't have someone that's, you know, coming to them or for whatever reason, yeah, sometimes it is kind of picking up on the person themselves.
3: Yeah.
1: I don't know. You know, it's just, so it's it's just I don't know why someone would put themselves out there like that to fail so miserably.
2: It's well, you know what? That's not the point. How do you think that maybe you know? Granted, I'm not a, I'm not a big person that believes in certain people, and I'll keep that quiet. But the whole thing is, you don't know what they're feeling. You don't know what they're picking up. What you know? Maybe to them, they feel it's right. So,
1: what's the use of knowing if you don't know what you're getting?
2: Nothing's ever a hundred percent, wrong. And I, I would never say you know I personally. I think when you do reading sometimes, you know, I myself don't want to do it 100% for my life. You know, like I don't want to be doing this as a daytime
3: job. What?
2: Because it's exhausting.
3: What? Yeah. Are you telling me something?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, all I'm saying is that there are times when, you know, I know that I need to do readings for people and I want to help them and I want to do it. But then you feel really bad when you have someone doing a reading for it and they're, they're grasping at every word you exactly. say. And it breaks mm-hmm. my heart because I'm thinking, you know, first off, I'm not God. I, everything I say is not set in stone. And so please don't take it, you know, it's, if it fits, great. If it doesn't, great. You know what I'm saying? Don't take it so, so strongly yeah. that you, I have to be careful of every little word I say.
1: Like to be talking
3: to I'm sorry, Leslie. <laughs> no, that's okay. I I, uh, my, my I wanted Christmas.
2: to know. It's a,
1: we <laughs> kind of digressed there. My apologies. No, I, think,
3: so. I think it's fascinating.
1: <laughs> so, anyways, you have this new extreme Christmas coming out.
3: Christmas? I hope oh, not. Christmas. I don't know very much about Christmas at all, <laughs> uh-huh. except the <they're> ghosts. <laughs> yes, but, um, it's Halloween, Halloween? Coming out in 2010
1: and uh, it, it's really, uh, I mean, we're in it, by the way.
3: We are. Yeah,
1: yes yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Now, we're see, sure. that's scary in itself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, now, you've also appeared on TV, too, right? I yes. believe you were on the History Channel, I think.
3: Yes. Yeah, the Haunted History of Halloween, um, which they usually run each year just around Halloween time. It's a great show. They put it yeah, together... A while back, mm-hmm. and um, has a number of different people on it. I'm only one of them. They take it from Ireland to you know, tell the story from Ireland to through the immigrants over here, Ireland and Scotland um, over here, and then how it changed over the 20th century. And it's a it's a really wonderful piece.
1: Right. Well, we're we're excited about uh, the book coming out. But uh, do you? In your original book, do you go into uh the Chicago fires at all?
3: You mean Devil's Night
1: you in Detroit?
3: Well, Chicago now,
1: Detroit, you know, it's all, all Midwest.
3: That's yeah, no, but is that what you mean? The the You say uh, tomato, had, I say uh, tomato.
1: You say know. Chicago, I say Detroit, whatever.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um it, it's an interesting case, Detroit, because um something like 800 fires were set over the course of 24 hours in, um, I I don't remember the exact date, but I want to say somewhere in the 80s. Um, There was a ton of abandoned property in in Detroit, and there was a lot of racial tension, and Halloween was just the night where the entire city just lit on fire. And the... uh, People of Detroit got so sick of being known as, you know, the arson capital of the world or Devil's Night out there instead of Halloween that they got community members to patrol. They gave them all um, flashing lights for the top of their cars, and they'd drive around the neighborhood cool. just so that people would know that people are watching. And I think they were able to turn it around within two or three years so that they could really stomp out the arson. Plus, they got rid of a lot of the abandoned buildings. Now, that would help. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well. you know, it's an, it, they, they did a good thing out there in Detroit, but boy, yes, the, I think the whole city was on fire for three, three nights around Halloween for a spate, a good spate of years that happened.
1: Wow. Now, do you go into, like, for instance, uh, how perhaps the, the more Christian right looks at Halloween as more of a devil's night than as a uh, fun holiday?
3: Um, I don't. I don't usually get into that so much because, in my opinion, Halloween is a secular holiday. Mm -hmm. And so um, I treat it pretty much as a secular holiday and the history of the secular holiday because I think there's a whole different history of Halloween and how it gets portrayed as being a religious holiday. Like, it's interesting to me, that the Christian writer, the conservative Christian churches didn't have a problem with Halloween. In fact, they had Halloween parties until the um, pagan community got very vocal about celebrating Halloween as a spiritual night in their belief system. So it was in the late 60s and early 70s when witches started to come out and say Halloween is you know, one of the important days of our year, and, you know, this is what we do, that all of a sudden mainstream America and the Christian right, the conservative, more conservative Christians, started to say, What? Halloween's a religious holiday? What kind of holiday? A witch holiday? Okay, <laughs> we're going to have to take a second look at what we're celebrating here. And you can see that's... I mean, Pat Robertson didn't make his big statement, which was, let's just get rid of Halloween, it glorifies the devil, until 1982, Uh, and that happened to be the year that the Tylenol murders had just finished, in October of 82, so, you know, it was the perfect right reason, right time, for him to come out and say, this is dangerous, Halloween is dangerous, let's just stop, but what he was really reacting to was all the pagan groups that were getting an awful lot of ink in the press about what they do on Halloween, and it just became, you know, politicized in a religious way, so it became a battleground, and every fall, you read in the paper, Halloween's good, Halloween's bad, let's pull it out of the schools, let's put it in the church, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's secular, and it exists apart from that particular battle.
1: Right, Right. but I mean, you go all the way back to the roots of Halloween, I mean, originally it was a... Uh, pagan holiday, and then of course the Catholic Church jumped on it, and they made it All Souls and All Saints Day. The box it off and steal away the thunder.
3: That yeah, that's what um, you know. A lot of people believe that, and I. It, that's pro- that's one theory, but uh-huh. there's <laughs> um, the the um, the only thing that exists from that period. Are stories, mythologies written down by monks about this time of year, this Samhain, this summer's end, this, you know, um, time of year when the spirit mounds open and the world of men can trespass in the world of spirits and vice versa, and monsters rule around the earth. It's a, it's a great mythological idea, but there's a lot of contention as to what people were actually doing on that day. Like, were they actually worshiping anything or doing anything religious at all? It seems to be more of a gathering time where the tribes came together to get ready for winter. And they they probably would have told stories or played games or things like that. But that's, that's the mythology part of it. We don't know too much about that. We do know a lot about what the Church did when it established their holidays because they... They wrote stuff down, and so we have that. And what's interesting to me is a lot of times when you get the the Protestants and the Catholics duking it out, Mm -hmm. the Protestant Reformers will refer to All Saints or Halloween as pagan, but what they mean is popish. They mean Catholic. (laughs) They don't (laughs) mean pagan as, in terms of like way back, they mean those crazy Catholics that have crosses and... Blood and wine and saints and all those, you know, things that the early reformers just found so crazy. So I mean, it's very interesting. There's a lot of theories. Everything at one point was pagan because everything existed before Christianity. There you go.
1: <laughs> that's great, though. You know, I, I have never heard anyone else uh, bring that up, and I, I really appreciate that, Leslie. That's that's awesome.
3: And that was a long one, wasn't it? Boy, sorry, you guys talked for a while. Oh, God,
1: no, that's fine. <laughs> Actually, we're running out of time, believe it or not.
2: And we didn't even get into to speak, because I was looking here, seeing that you cover stories from local druids to relief aid in Bolivia, and I'm like, wow, that's such a range oh, hit, of writing. Yeah. Hit yeah. on something
1: quickly. Hit on something? Well, yeah, pick up one, what, one.
2: Uh, How about, well, how did you get from doing Halloween
3: to Bolivia? That was great. Um, it was the... A friend of a friend that knew that I was a freelance journalist and had a relief, a humanitarian aid mission going down to Bolivia, and she thought, oh, gosh, if people could could read more about this, they, they would help more. And so she said, let me, you know, she found a guy who wanted to give her money, and she said, don't give me money. Let me just pay this airfare of this person, and I'll bring her with me. So I went down for a little over a week to La Paz, which is way high up in the Andes Mountains, and um delivered wheelchairs and sweaters and um food and money to people oh, no. living way out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, really in the middle of nowhere. Uh, oh, <laughs> and it was amazing. It was a wonderful, wonderful week and I did come back and, and write as much as I could about it. Now, did they happen to know what Halloween was? <laughs> <laughs> they have an amazing relationship with their dead. <laughs> <laughs> and and they have amazing things that go on in the cemeteries there in the fall, but I didn't get to see any of those. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like Day of the Dead times ten in oh, yeah. in that area of Bolivia because they're. Um, I mean, and that's a great that's a great example because I went to the witches market down there, four blocks by four blocks, solid witches. And that's where everybody goes if you need a charm to, you know, bring your uh-huh. husband back or cure a headache or if you need some more money. They've got stuff they'll put together. You take it home, you burn it, and, you know, whatever happens, happens, including, may I say, llama fetuses that you bury under the um, front door of your house for good luck if you build a house. <laughs> wow. But that those witches exist. Those are Im- and witches, native American witches um, exist, and they're also Catholics down there. And so there's the churches, and there's the witches market, and it all blends in beautifully, and no one questions which one is right. Right, They all are. Uh Uh It's just there, right? It's just there. They use everything.
1: Well, Leslie, I hate to say this, but we're going to have to say goodbye Uh to
3: you. Oh, I appreciate you having me. Thank you very much.
1: Do you want to give your website out one more time, please?
3: How about just my name, because that's easier than than the long URL. I'm Leslie Vanityne, and it's B-A-N-N-A-T-Y-N-E, and you can find me on the web. Thank you, Leslie. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'd love to have you back
1: on again sometime when you have time.
3: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. uh, Thank you. Wow,
2: that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. You know, she was a fantastic guest, and I was hoping to get more information. That sounds really cool, though, about... I mean, I don't know that I'd want to go to Bolivia,
1: but... Well, if you didn't go running off about the psychic crap, then we would have been all set to get asked this information. me, and I just
2: kind of got involved with it. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It happened. But anyways, I have a big announcement. We, on Ghost Chronicles International this Tuesday at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, we are having Derek Akura on. So we're really excited about that. Cool. You know who Derek Akura is, right? Yep. Never watched
2: him on TV, but yes.
1: Really? Really? Yeah. So we're really excited about that, and uh, that will be this Tuesday at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time, Derek Accord. Derek Accord used to be on Haunted. Most Haunted. Most Haunted, yeah. and, the with David well, with and David Wells, and, well. and then, well. then he also did the uh, Egyptian right. show, right? And he, he will be on, and we will also be on our debut of Pararex Radio as well, so Very we're good. really excited. Awesome. So it's time to say, good night and God bless. For
0: right. goldies to ghosties, long oh, to oh, 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 oh.
2: things
0: that go the night,